basement dwellers, also by your boy Jacob Santoro and Christian Talone. You're blabbering about unnecessary stuff. Cut it out. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button, and get all the updates from the channel too. Tell me what your hand's doing over that button first. But for now, this loud child kick back, cause I got a fresh one right here delivered to your speakers. Lock in. Episode 73. Yes, 70, 73. 73. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, with us today is the CEO, Commander in Chief of Toad Wart Records. Uh, he is a local DIY Arizona goblin, and he just released his own short film on YouTube from his band Poppy Roscoe. It's Izzy. Yeah. Hey, what's up, thank man? You, thank you for having me. Of course. Very excited. Long time coming. Yeah. Uh, first, time, uh, first time caller. Big fan. Uh, we were in a band together for a little bit. That was cool. Little, yeah. It was a little, super group, really. Yeah, super group. And it just mm -hmm. uh, brightest candles burn half as long. So. Yeah, one show. One show. <laughs> one one show and then uh like the eagles i just couldn't stand you guys so i had to go yep it was the dim sum yeah yep i think that's what got us what was that place called joe bot joe bot yeah right off of roosevelt yep everyone knows about it. it's a uh local institution yeah yep. it's a good place it's all right yep you know that guy still contacts me really yeah it's like when are you uh, when are you guys coming down it's like uh Oh, you when know. are you going to have better fucking st roadie stage help, dude? I'll, I'll never. We need to talk about the fact that if I didn't bring up like an extension cable, we would have not been able to play. Oh, yeah. No, it was completely on the band. We asked him too, like, oh, hey, where can I set up this? He's like, oh, there's a a, a wall or a, a, um, a floor plug <laughs> 25 feet that way that you can plug into. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, that place definitely isn't for music. You know what I mean? It's, um, no, it's for dim sum coffee and beer. And yeah. live music. Which all together will give you diarrhea. So Well, that gives you Time Machine, which yeah. was our band. That was our band, Time Machine. <laughs> Christian sat in on one practice one time. I'm here too. Yeah, Christian's here. Hey, Christian. <laughs> He's having a bad migraine, though, so this is uh, this this might be the, the Jacob and Izzy hour, power hour. Wait, is my oh, mic so not picking sorry. up? Oh. Pick up, pick up, pick up. Look, your mic's picking up. Bop, bop. Yeah, your mic's picking Gun up. shot. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, okay. solid. Uh, this is also going to be the Valentine's Day episode. Um, so nothing like uh, spending Valentine's Day with a couple boys. Love you guys. I'd rather be here than anywhere else. So yes. on behalf of Toadwort Records, will Basement Dweller Productions be our Valentine? Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> Getting yes. laid tonight. Yes. Uh, this is also uh, the weekend of America's Mecca. We have Super Bowl uh, in Arizona tomorrow. And uh, this will be airing next Friday, so I'll just kind of do this in post. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. 38 to 35. <laughs> I'll edit that later. Yeah. Whoever, whoever so wins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, congratulations to Eagles. <laughs> well, you're forgetting. Yeah. The, the Rapid Chess Championship just happened. And the U.S. Open is here, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that over uh, 1.5 million people uh, flooded Arizona. Uh, this this last whole week. Oh yeah, I'm not going outside. I'm no. not driving. Oh, I had people that were just like, "Oh, dude, we should go downtown and watch Super Bowl." I was like, "You're out of your fucking mind, dude." No, just because I'm not even a, I don't I'm not even a party. I don't even fucking drink and drive anymore, let alone fucking. Go. I wouldn't even go to a bar. You no. know they're gonna upcharge you. Yeah, no. Oh fuck, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, you work tomorrow, don't you? I do work tomorrow. Yeah, there's no way you don't work. I tomorrow. work at a pizza place tomorrow on the <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm getting my ass wrung open. Dude. Well, I'm sure the tips will be great. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow? Well, yeah. I'm currently unemployed, so 
Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I See, I got to figure it out in my schedule. I'm either going to jerk off and go to bed. Maybe I'll go to sleep, you know, get my energy up, and then wake up, you know, when I'm fresh, and then I can, you know, edge one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I go to sleep first, then I can edge two out in a day, maybe three or four, depending. Really? You know, yeah. Are you a uh, are you a two to three times a day kind of guy? I'm a marathon runner. Really? I, that tantric sex. <laughs> give me four hours. Give me you, me, four hours. That's all. That's all we need. I bet it's so nice to to make love to you, dude. I bet oh, it's so fucking incredible. Cock rings changed my life. I bet I bet having sex with you is like having sex with Matthew McConaughey. You know what I mean? Like it's very rhythmic. Rhythmic. You know, it's very like. It's more like it's like having sex in a Lincoln, like how he promotes the Lincoln. You know what I mean? It's more like our president Lincoln. He just keeps coming at you. He just keeps trying to emancipate you. And then boom, bullet in the head. And then boom. Yeah, bullet in the head. We're done. Were you? Uh, was your family uh, football at all? Like football? Yeah, fans? we love football. We love the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny. When I was a kid, my mom always said, "Look, you're either a Cubs fan, or you're just not in the family." Look, baseball, basketball, football, croquet. It's all the Cubs. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> you know, it's cute that the Chiefs think they can compete, but it's going to be the Cubs all the way. It's the Cubs year. <laughs> Cubbies 2023. If we had more of a following, I bet there'd be people seething right oh, now. Oh, no. Fucking oh, hippie. Oh, I paid dearly. Yeah. No, I've gotten my ass kicked. But you guys were uh, you guys were a baseball fan? Like, baseball was a thing? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're just Cubs fans. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I was like, oh, Christian likes baseball, but I didn't know how fucking serious this you were. Episode's gonna be pure chaos. Do you actually know. like baseball? I do like baseball. Yeah. You know, I used to play for the A's. What? Yeah, I used to play for the A's, the Oakland A's. You did not. <laughs> yeah, I did. Really? Pee wee. So <laughs> I was like, wait. So I lived in Oakland, California. Okay. Two years ago, three years ago, uh-huh. and I played Pee wee, and we were the Oakland A's because yeah. on TV it's always O A K, so I thought, oh. Oklahoma A's, Oakland A's, right? Right. Yeah. I go into Oakland or I go into a bar, and one of the guys there is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I love the o- Oklahoma Oakland A's." And he's yeah. like, "What the fuck are you going on about?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I, I played for him. I totally know them. I made a bet with that guy at the bar. Uh, I lost ten bucks. What? Yeah, the A's, the Athletics. Mm. It's not Oakland. It's Oklahoma. I didn't know that. <laughs> What? Yeah, it's one of those two, isn't it? It's Oakland. <laughs> I thought it was Oklahoma because it only ever says OAK. Yeah, no, it's it, it's Oakland. I don't think Oklahoma has a, a Major League Baseball team. The That's Astros. <laughs> now you're just fucking with me. I was like, that. I even know that. I was like, I, was like, I haven't followed baseball in a minute. I was like, you're fucking with me. This right is the now. episode where Jacob and Christian get a brain aneurysm from just it's trying just to keep be a lot of like, me and Jacob's like, <laughs> yeah, just very. Yeah. Dude, honestly, neither of them. I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> no, you're a music guy. You've also kind of been a world traveler yourself. Like you said, you've lived in San Francisco. You lived in Memphis. You've lived in the East Coast, Nashville, yeah. uh, Chicago for a while, Colorado for a while, Long Island for a while. San Diego for a while. True me- Renaissance man too. I mean, you're a. Uh, I'm running from some stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some debt collectors after me. Oh f- yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Cool guy. You're a uh, all around good musician. You drive a motorcycle, dude. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, go on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's very cool. Dang, you're. <laughs> yeah, so, the hose off with a stick. Right? I mean, we were we were you know you and I talk about it all the time. I mean, you definitely have a background in in, in audio engineering and stuff like that, which has definitely been a beneficial thing in your life right I oh mean, yeah 100 percent. well one of my degrees is in audio engineering yeah so i mean shoot it's it's a weird it's weird to have the power to make something and make something good you know what i mean especially uh one of my big things is repair so i'm always on if it's broke why are you gonna spend two thousand dollars on something new go on craigslist get something for 50 bucks that, that's busted fix it then you got something that's like well you know i know it's 300 watts this is a 300 watt amp wouldn't it be cool if it was 
800 <laughs> So you just play at the Megadome? Yeah, and then you're just like, all of a sudden you're playing with house money. Right, you know? right. And it's just so satisfying to be able to make something and say, I made this. Which you have a lot of stuff, too, by the way. Let's let's say on the record, I mean, you, oh, yeah. you've been building amps and pedals. Yeah. Uh, you actually built me a guitar. Yes, I a did. A beautiful SG, just white and gold, uh, gold um, hardware. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, you asked. I know, and, and that is the thing. And this is what I was telling Christian. Christian was like, so like, what do we know about this guy? And I was like, I can tell you that he's the most positive guy I've ever met in my life. I mentioned one time, I was like, it'd be cool to have like a custom guitar. He's like, let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right? And then out of, one day, I, I, like, after, after we were even in the band, like when the band was kind of separating, he was just like, hey, when are you free? I was like, I don't know why. He's like, I got your guitar. I was like, dude, I, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Like, it's just, yeah. like, that was something I said in a, in a stoned ramble. Like, it would just be cool, yeah. you know? Well, you know what it is? It's that... There are so many musicians and artists in the world who <clears throat> they don't have equipment. They're these crazy. I mean, you're an, an incredible musician, right? Wouldn't it be so cool if you were just like, man, I've always wanted this guitar. Well, let's do it, man. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? You it's, are very like, let's let's just fucking go for it, right? I mean, you, you're you're the uh, the epitome of we have one life. Let's fucking roll the dice, kind of thing. You know, is Yolo still popular? Yolo swag. Whoop. No, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Fucking grandpa. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> No, I mean we were just talking about uh uh you built that that amp. What did you call it? What'd you name it? The El Diablo. De yes. Fortuna. Yeah, the oh. El the, the El Diablo. Uh it actually uh I don't think I told Christian this, it actually caught on fire. Can you tell us that story? That's what so it's a uh people don't Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of amp does that guy use? What? What kind of amp does he use? No Fen one really knows. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't he didn't use a fender, he used something called a Randall amp. Mm -hmm. And I love these amps because they're dirt cheap. They're 80s pieces of crap. Mm -hmm. But you get them everywhere for like 50 bucks. So I got this amp online. It was like 50 bucks. One of the channels didn't work. The reverb didn't work. And I was like, wow, this is an actual piece of crap. Mm -hmm. But it's a 300-watt amplifier when it works. And I was thinking, you know. I, so I busted it open. I took some pictures. And I was like, you know, technology has come a long way since <laughs> the 80s. This thing is pushing 300. It can push 500. So swapped out some of the components, changed out some of the voltage regulators, and all of a sudden this thing was a 500-watt amp. Nice. Which is like, and for the record, your small practice space, by the way, you can't put that thing on 0.2 without it shaking the house. Oh, I can crank that baby to two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You load it down with some 16-ohm speakers. Ooh, it's So did you, just, did you just overclock it and just... The shit out of it. No, it's burned me many times. So this amp is not rated for, the, for this kind of power. That I think at one point when you uh, dime everything out, it pulls like 15, uh, 15 amps, which is insane. I was going to say, well, me and Christian will just... It's just, we'll just a big old yeah. unga bunga amp. Like. <laughs> yeah. if, if, I, if I plugged this into your house right now, it'd pop the breakers. Yeah. Oh, this probably. thing is a commercial-grade monster. Dude, it's a noise marine machine, dude. I, I, burned, yeah, dude. Yeah, I burned myself the first time I was using it because the metal on the back got so hot that even like plugging stuff in, I burned myself. And ever since then, oh it's God. called the El Diablo de Fortuna. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yep. So at a young age, did you just like really enjoy just kind of taking things apart and putting them back together? Like, My parents are hippies. Mm -hmm. So my dad was at Woodstock. Mm -hmm. So my parents are like two generations older than everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And my whole life it was, well, you got to practice peace and love and understanding. Fuck you, parents. I'm going <laughs> to go join the military. I'm going to go kill people. I wanted to be a tank commander. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. and, and it was always, well, don't worry about school. Like, you. I think they were playing reverse psychology, yeah. right? Because I was like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to get into a good college. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be a conservative when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was always against music. I had to take like lessons and stuff. But it was more like a, that's lame. I'm going to go do science like a cool kid, you know? Yeah. 
And so I kind of dove really hard into the hard sciences and kind of left all the music behind. So it was like a, oh, there's a printer around here. Let me just take it apart real quick. I still have the first printer I ever took apart. There's this lens that you can't get anymore. It's worth like 200 bucks, but I'm not selling that thing because it's the first printer I ever took apart. You know, if we were in elementary school together and you at the playground were like, oh, hey, I just uh, I took a, a printer. I'd probably be like, don't I'm tr- I'm trading Pokemon here, dude. Like, <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me, nerd. Uh, Poke- but you did bring up a really good point, though. Like, I love when people say where it's like, oh, my parents were this. So I became this. Yeah. It's a very universal thing that I think everybody does, especially generational. Like, I'm sure your parents, parents are very just like, golly gee Willick. It was like the fucking 40s. So they're just like, that is my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but it's just like, and then they're like, oh, fuck you. Peace, love and rock and roll. I'm going to go be hippies. You know, yep. it's like, I look at me now. It's like, I definitely like, I actually did the math the other day. And because I do like some work for my local tattoo shop, uh, hyper lucid studios, shout out, go see them. It's in uh, sun city. Um, I'm getting my most recent one done, and I go, huh? And Jared, the guy that uh, tattooed me, episode 100, we actually did the wizard tattoo. Yep, live. Um, he's like, "What's up?" I go, "In the last six months, I've gotten 14 tattoos." <laughs> like, and I was like, "If there's any <laughs> kind of like therapy behind that, of just like fuck you, mom and dad, who are the most supportive <laughs> parents of all time?" By the way, you know, it's like my parents don't really care. But it's just like, yeah, it's just both my parents had kids when they were really young and then they got stable jobs and just kind of in that we're, we're going to work and then quietly die from a heart attack. You know, it's just like I kind of was like, nah, I can't do that. Well, the American dream. And same thing with like with your parents, though. You know what I mean? Like with your parents, it was very same thing. It's just like family people. And it's like you got a dad who's a cop and a mom who's a nurse. And it's just like you don't want to just you just don't want to do that again. Yeah, so. my family was pretty conservative. So, you know, dad I've, being a cop, I was <laughs> I've seen pictures of your dad. Your dad scares me. Yeah, dude, he's he looks like a fucking human a t- bulldog. He looks <laughs> like a tank. It looks like if a tank just well, he's, sprouted he's about legs. My height. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not huge. His he height, but twice big. as wide, but like all just, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we always, we always make the joke because his dad and my dad are both super into fitness. So it's like it's literally just the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Because my <laughs> yeah. dad's very lean and like built for speed. So it's like they'd be the perfect dynamic duo of like superheroes. You know what I mean? There's a sitcom in there, easy. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, dude, it's the literal movie painting game with the D- D- Dwayne the Rock Johnson and fucking uh, Mark Wahlberg, dude. Yeah, it's dude. like it's literally just those two dudes. <laughs> Wait, who's uh, the Rock in that? His dad. I could see. Except it. like a foot and a half shorter. <laughs> I could see it. You got the jaw for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Guatemalans are built for. Uh, we're built like squares. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're built like when cartoon characters. When God was characters. carving us out, he was just like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> the square marbles. I always think about it. Like, Do you remember, uh, do you ever watch uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Oh, yes. Do you remember Frankie. when, uh, do you remember when uh, Max's brother tried to make his own version of blue and made red? And it yeah. was that big fucking, that's Christian's dad. Like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just this big beefy and just says three words a sentence, three words a minute. So you're a berry or cherry or whatever in Halo's, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. psycho big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty cool to have you here because all three of us in some way, shape or form are also just musicians. And I always love having musicians on just because it's fun to like, you always credit me with being a musician. And it's like, I own that. That's it. Yeah. No, you own that one. And that those one. are his roommates. Those are my roommates. <laughs> oh, that's his. But he, but he does have I'll never get over. You know, we've told the story a thousand times of how we we kind of met each other. And it was just me trying to shice him out of like a bass and, a, and an amp for like fucking ten dollars. Hmm. And um, I remember going to his house for the first time, and I was like, "That's a fucking Mexican P bass. Like, how cool is that? You know what I mean?" Yeah. And uh, I love that bass. And I, and I will say that you're a musician because you played. I mean, and if you had the free time, you would play. I'll tell you what, fifteen right you, now. You see these? <laughs> see these? Yeah. Do these look like bass player hands to you? 
Uh, they're a little, they're a little too long, man. <laughs> a little too long. A little too long. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing BB King in concert. Now mm-hmm. you would think big, fat, black guy, right? Mm-hmm. He must have these tiny ass, like stubby fingers. Dude's hands were so, his fingers were so long. He could wrap around the guitar twice. Yeah. It was insane what? just seeing this guy. And his fingers are fat too. They're fat and they're long. Yeah, that's how I feel about that's my dick, dude. That's I totally thing. get like, it. I, I love playing. You know. I love playing the bass, but it's like I have to like contort in like weird ways to actually achieve like what this guy fucking wants me to do sometimes. You <laughs> That's know? what she said. He'll be yeah. like, "Don't do that. Like you can't hold it." Look, like, I dude, love my fingers are not long. I enough. love my friends that play music. Don't get me wrong, but I'm at the age now where it's like. So I wanted to say it out there, but like finding a group of friends that want to play music together, not seriously, but like on the same wavelength, and that was the thing with like that little jam band we had, where it's just like, like I said, it's like we are three different backgrounds, yeah. and the problem with that is that you have three different directions that they want to go, and 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 I'll never forget my one of my favorite moments with you mm-hmm. is um, you were meeting at me and Andy for the first time, and like you just listened to our practice, and you're like, oh, that's cool, it's cool. So which one of you is the leader of the band? Yeah, that's a and fair t- question. And <laughs> all all three of us were the most beta, fucking like we all just like uh. What uh, yep. And I knew all of us because we're musicians, so we're all narcissistic. We all wanted to be like me. Yeah. But you know, it's just like, how do I plan this power dynamic? You know. Yeah. But but like it, it needs to happen. You know what I mean? And so I'm at the point now where is it like I'm at the point where I'm just gonna Trent Reznor it. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna learn fucking Fruity Loops and I'm just gonna make my own fucking music. Like fuck it. Well, when you're ready, Toad Wart Records, music brewed with taboo tunes, is yeah. there for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I say, man. He, he, you were the most go-getter person I know in my life. Like, it is so crazy. I mean, like, the, the ambitions that you have. You know, we, we, yeah. we glanced over just for the intro, but uh, you just released a short film on YouTube. Uh, yes, is, is it, it's, it's just by your band, Poppy Roscoe, but does it, does it have a name? It's Poppy Roscoe. See Fortune in the Desert Rats, now available to stream on Spotify, YouTube Music, <laughs> Apple Music, and wherever. And it's music phenomenal. And I love it. I it's think it's really good, cool. Yeah. It's so fun. It's just, it's very campy and it's like cool to just see your friends make a fucking, it, it almost looks like a school project. You know what I mean? Oh man, it was bad. You know what man. it reminded me of? But you know what it reminded me of before you get into it? Uh, um, have you ever seen like those, um, for like 50 bucks, like you and your friends can go to Vegas and like do like the magic carpet ride and yeah, it's like the green screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, the, and they're behind screens like go like this, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, on a magic carpet, right? It's like that's what it reminded me. Of, just very like, t- like, but like, and I don't want to say like not in a bad way, but like 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 tacky. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's can so, be, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. But how long was that in production for? About eight months. Yeah. yeah, it actually didn't take that long to make. I mean, all things considered, was there any budget for it? Zero. Yeah. It was an absolute nice. zero. To, if anything, I've lost so much money. <laughs> yeah, that's piece awesome of the show, man. <laughs> Yeah, you guys know. Yeah, I. Yeah. Well, I kind of thought uh, Time Machine was going to end up like that. What do you mean? I thought we were going to start doing stuff like that and like going out and playing live, but... like a D and D campaign in your in your thirties, dude. It, yeah. it's just, it just doesn't work. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, how many times it's like you know? I look at some people like some of our friends, like you know, the, our our friends in Exiled Martyr, a local death metal band. I mean, they put yeah. in so much work. It's because they fucking commit to it. You know what I mean? It's just like it doesn't matter. You know, you know, rain or sun or whatever. Yeah. It's like you're there at practice and it's just like there were so many times and, I, and i'm not gonna especially me I, I remember like to the point where i was like i'm not even gonna lie to you guys anymore. I was like, hey guys i'm sad i'm not coming today you know what i mean i remember no, yeah I remember yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so <laughs> and, and and so it's just like you you kind of need that i had fun but uh i just had other things going on well like, you know what it is you just you have a lot of talent you are a very good guitar ooh, player. what else what else what else am i your penis yeah. is probably big. I'm uh-huh. going to say it's like a chode. Yeah. Kind of like a cheese wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm under the assumption that if I lost like 70 pounds, it'd be bigger. Like I have that because of all that fupa meat. You know what I mean? So I do it. Thank you for the compliment. It's mm. just hiding. You know what I mean? Your penis or your guitar? 
Both. Uh, Both right now. From actually. your penis. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. my penis. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, you're just so talented. I know you're gonna find another group and do something else, or you're going to. Uh, who'd you use, Kevin? Uh, Kevin Tresnor? Yeah, not him. Yeah. The other guy. Ken. Ken Resner? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. I, but I think Kendrick Lisanor, whatever his name is. No, yeah. you're gonna do. Uh, what's his dick? James Mercer. I don't know that. You're gonna play nice folk indie music, and you're gonna. You're gonna have so that's the other thing too is that my fucking schizo brain is just like every other day is just like I want to do this now. Oh, now I want to sound like Foo Foxes. Now I'm gonna sound like Idols. Now I'm gonna sound like you know what I mean. Like well, I think that's why I found a friend in you because you're 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 kind of that same mentality. You always have to be doing something, otherwise yeah. it feels like you're doing nothing. You know. Yeah. I f- I think I'm a pretty lazy person, and so really? I, I think I have to fight against that. See, I would think that the mentality like is kind of opposite, where it's like you're doing so many things that I would never expect that from you. Whereas, like, for me, it's, like, I do it in short spurts. Like, I do it like a fucking drug addiction where I'm just, like, when I fucking smoke that crack, I'll just, I'm on it for hours. But then it's, like, I got two days of just being lazy. Dude, the manic depression is real. Oh, for sure. Nope. You just got to learn to turn that manic into more depression and then just kind of sell your, you got to sell your life force a couple years. Shave a couple life off, uh, years off your life, Mm -hmm. and then you get the manic back, baby. Brightest candle, twice as twice as fast. Mm-hmm. Totally get it, man. I think it's funny because like you were mentioning, like Jacob's gonna find another project, and like Jacob's been trying to make a project with me for a while, you know. And like, was our band called Stogie? Stogie. Stogie oh, that's a cool name. is <laughs> the band that we're gonna try to do. And it's like I always like every other week that he mentions it, I'm always like, we should do this kind of music, or we should do this, or I'll be like, help me write a guitar riff for this hardcore song I want to write. Or I like because hey, dude, I wrote this samurai rap. Can you help me? Like, make- <laughs> no, because he 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 uh, works nights, so it means he stays up super late. I'm an old man, so I'm usually in bed by eleven o'clock. But it's like my favorite thing, and I've said it many times, is like I love waking up to Christian's rambles at like three a.m. And it's just like one day he's just like, dude, let's be in a power metal band. And I was like, fucking a, dude. <laughs> like, you know, well, that's the inspiration for Poppy Roscoe. Mm-hmm. That's what Poppy Roscoe is supposed to be. It's like, have you ever had those conversations with people where it's like, well, what kind of music are you into? And they say, oh, I like a little bit of everything. Except, yeah. And it's always they always like to tack on. Well, except for country and rap. And it's right. like, yeah. OK, whatever. You're fine, whatever. <laughs> but that's what I want Poppy Roscoe to be. I want it okay. to be. Okay, we're going to do a folk song next. All right, now we're going to do a song. Yeah, just whatever like, inspires you in the moment, yeah. right? You know what band does that really well? The Gorillas. Yeah. Yes. Every time you listen to a different Gorilla song, you're like, wow. No, you hear the band, but it's like, wow, yeah, this is completely different than the other thing, yeah. but I dig it. Yeah. That's what that's what we're trying to go for. Yeah, we want to be your favorite band. Maybe once you just get comfortable with the idea, it just makes it easier because I think having ADHD and stuff like that, it's just like you, you enjoy this kind of music. And you're like, okay, well, now I want to focus on this, but I now need to scrap everything I've ever done before. Yeah. And then that's my thing is like, I've written a lot of really cool stuff, but I just fucking delete it because I'm like, now I'm onto something new. And you're self conscious. I've noticed Very. that about you too. Very. Yeah. Very I can't imagine you in a band setting bringing your like material and going, hey guys, so I kind of wrote the, I know it's a piece of, no, no never mind. I don't yeah. want to show it anymore. Right. I, I can see it because you've done that before. Yeah. That was a uh, detective fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like some of the songs, I don't, you're too hard on yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I need this guy, my old ball and chain, to consistently reassure me that it's okay to f- have a little sense of pride and to be a little like, yeah, I am that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like. I mean, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but this is my project now, and I think that's why I definitely was just not so adamant about continuing. And plus, okay. you know, uh, you know, Andy, bass player, uh, also just had a lot of shit going on, but he was going to become the guy with the nine to five and the, and cause, cause he had the mentality of just, okay, well the money I'm making is really good yeah. and this is an uncertainty, but I almost do maybe like you too. I do thrive on like that level of like, this is maybe going to work out, 
Or I'm gonna drink myself to death. Like, like who, who fucking, like, you know, who knows? Uh, like, the classic Bono conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just gonna be become a, a philanthropist and just go help out uh, Africa, like Bono. You know, just uh, uh, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's, let's not let's not be Bono. <laughs> no, let's Let, not let's Bono. do it not like Bono. Yeah. yeah you do don't it. you don't have the sunglass the, yeah. s- the sunglasses. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Fuck, never mind. <laughs> no, no, you, what, what, what do you call it? The 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 money, the budget, the budget, <laughs> the sunglasses. You're too poor to be Bono. <laughs> you can't afford Dude, to be Bono. Bono's sunglasses have to be so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one reason why I wanted to just to make it in some kind of proximity because I love spending fucking money and it's just like I've always wanted to just be like on this wall is a guitar strap that Keith Richards. Uh, did way too much cocaine and he like shot a bloody snot rocket on and it cost me forty five thousand yep. dollars. Like you know what I mean? Like that's like that's like what success is to me is just the dumbest shit of all time. Like Andy Andy Six uh, tried to asphyxiate himself with this guitar strap. His... <laughs> he actually tied it around his arm whilst he was doing heroin. Yeah. Like yeah, life goals, yeah. life goals. Yeah. yeah, especially with like like music stuff because like you were saying out, outside, it's like music stuff will eventually plateau. Yeah, and I think that's like where a difference. Like yeah, it's gonna plateau, but it's like because I have fuck you money. Yeah, we're talking about cost of gear. Right. right? Yeah. Like uh, Mark Marin does a really good joke about how he met Jack White. And uh, before, because he has like a podcast too, and he met Jack White. He was on the podcast. And uh, before he met Jack White, he was like doing a bunch of research about him. Well, obviously, Jack White's just a big music head, you know, audiophile. He's fucking pretentious, Jack White. Of course. And he's like, oh, I noticed that he's using like this, um, these like original tube amps. He's okay. like, oh, I would love a tube amp to play my record through, you know, just like perfect tube sound. And I found a guy who was selling the tube amps. I went out there. I was like, oh, that's the one Jack White uses. How much is it? He's like, $13,000. <laughs> and it's just like, look, I could afford that, but it's just like, I'll, I'll never hear music out of that. You know, it's like, it doesn't, I want to be in my room. It's like, eh, it doesn't sound like $13,000. He, he, actually, he actually puts that one to video on Marin. Yeah. Remember, because he goes to see when he meets Jack White, he has like a whole wall. He's of got them. a whole, like, Jack White has a whole wall of them. Like the thing that he was gawking after one. And it's huh. like, that's honestly been my whole inspiration to just be fucking just like $10 million on the wall. Yeah, right. dude. I don't want to name drop. I've met Jack White. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had in my life. He's like, it has an aura guy, about I, it. He seems like he would be kind of a weird guy to meet. So I was out in Nashville and we were running a repair shop. Okay. And the main guy, I won't say his name because I don't want to dox him. <laughs> but we were, I, I'm usually in the back repairing stuff. But today the... Uh, front girl, she was she was out. So I was in the front, and we were right on the uh, the main strip next to Belmont. Mm-hmm. And so we had a guitar out front. And so every homeless person would always come in with their beat up six string and come in and say, "Yeah, we wanna we wanna record right now." Like we always we're we're not a recording studio. Like you can go in any other shop. We only do repair, right? Yeah. And one day this homeless guy comes in and we're like, no, sorry, we can't help you. And he's like, oh, I just need to talk to, I won't say his name, but I just need to talk to T. I just really need to talk to him really bad. And so T comes out from the back. He's like, what? What do you want? It's like, I'm going, I'm going on tour. I just really need you to fix our gear. Well, give us the $10,000 you owe us. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I really can't right now. Just please like, let us bring by some gear. Right. And he's like, fine, bring it in the back. We're like, who was that homeless guy? Oh, that was Jack White. Wow. Oh, Straight fuck. up, he was the most raggedy ass. Like he does look. Like, I mean, he looks pretty freaky. The he, smell. Like he. I don't really. Know. This really. Man did not shower for like two, two, at least two months. Christian, you're telling me this guy right here doesn't look like he doesn't shower. Oh God, he oh, was yeah. raggedy as hell. He's so he's so white and clean. Exactly. <laughs> so before all of his tour, he was going on tour with the Rankin tours in yeah. Like yeah, 2020, yeah. whenever it was. Steady as she goes. So he just <laughs> lets himself go. Really? Right until the show, and then he cleans up. 
Wow. Yeah, he has very, basically zero uh, hygiene about him. I don't know if it's true now, but at the time, it was like, man, this is, I guess when you have that kind of money, you can kind of do whatever you want, man. Yeah. It was just weird to have him come in and be like, come on, man, I know you owe me so Like, it's cool. It's cool. I'm good for it. And he but, owed the guy, fine. like you said, like Yeah, he owed 10K? the repair shop like 10 grand because he didn't pay him for the last tour. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird to think. Like, the, like it's, it's weird to How think. How long ago was that? So it was in 2020, 2021, something like that. What the fuck are you yeah. doing, Jack White? Come yeah. on, buddy. Right in. Not touring during COVID. They canceled it because of COVID. Yeah. So the tour ended up not even happening. God. I don't know if that shop ever got their money back either. You know, it's a, it's an old joke at this time, but nothing makes me laugh more than what, like just when I'm sitting in my house and I'm stoned and I for, and I always remember that there's not only a Jack White, but a Jack Black. <laughs> and it and like fucking kills me Dude, every single time. Dude, what if time. they made a band? <laughs> That's Jack Gray. Yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like just the do du- and the, the album's just called the duality, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So like it always makes me giggle that there's a Jack White and a Jack Black. I like to think there's like a Jack Bla- uh, Jack Brown and a Jack Purple. Yeah. Jack Red. Jack Yellow. Jack Yellow. Yeah. Damn cool band name. Can we can we market that one? We just- Jack Yellow. Uh, Jack Yellow. We'd get sued by the White Stripes. Oh fuck. They own colors. <laughs> So you were mentioning a couple weeks ago that you were uh, potentially moving out to uh, the West. Is that still happening? Yep. Next week, I'm going out to L.A., baby. Woo. Represent SoCal, SoCal. Woo! Woo! Or however you say it. No. I got a job out there. I'm yeah. going to work for NASA. So yeah. if you guys, uh, I'm supposed to get a top secret clearance. So I know you guys are going to watch this. So, <laughs> hey, life's an open book. Call these guys. <laughs> we're not going to be recording and then just we get smoke bombed and executed, right? Like it's, Their process is crazy. You don't you don't give them any information. They call your people, so they'll call they'll call all your friends. So what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be. I can't talk too much about it, okay. but I'm going to be one of their thermal electronics engineers. What? So they, they have a bunch of old systems. So I knew this guy at Google who. Uh, so I left Google a while ago. He ended up going down and working at NASA, and they have a bunch of old systems there. So I don't know how much I can tell. You. I didn't sign an NDA yet, so I guess I can. I guess I can <laughs> tell you all this. But they have two buildings there for their testing facilities. They have a small building and a main building. Yeah. The way they built it back in the 60s, and I'm sorry, they built it in the late 50s, early 60s. They built one building first as a test building to make sure everything would work, and then built the full-scale building. Yeah. And so the goal was always we're going to tear down the small building and big up a, build up a bigger one, a second one, right? And so 50 years go by. They don't keep any records. They don't digitalize anything. They just let this building basically fall into disrepair. Well, they do a survey of the land because they're finally planning on tearing it down a few years ago. Turns out it's on a fault line. So they can tear it down, but they can't build any new buildings. They can only build a parking lot. And so all of a sudden there was this mad scramble of, well, we don't want to tear this building down because this is you know, money that we could be using to uh, uh, test some of our other equipment. So, shit, we got to get like this, this up and running quick. But yeah. the problem is, is it's 60, 70 years old at this point. I mean, some of the relays that they're using are this big. I mean, technology that hasn't existed, they stopped making it in, like, the 60s, you know? And so one of the guys there was like, hey, you know who works on old stuff? I actually might know a guy. He calls me up out of nowhere, and I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, this is awesome, I'll do that. So I went over, it was one of the most intense interview processes. It was four interviews, and then the fifth one, there was a three-star army general there who was like, didn't say a word to me the entire time, because I have my long hair and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I tried to put it up in a bun, he smelled it on me. You look like like the kind of guy that would work for the government for 30 years, and then just either get eliminated, or you just live the rest of your life in an RV, because you just know too much, and it just kind of fucking psyched your brain out. Isn't that the dream? Do you remember remember the movie, like, uh, do you remember that movie, uh, uh, 20 12 the one with matthew broderick and uh it was about the end of days do you remember that one christian i do remember that yeah um do you remember woody harrelson in that movie he's like a he's like a crazy like a 
No. <laughs> oh, he. Um, I don't remember. I watched it once. <laughs> first of all, uh, my family absolutely believed in uh, that whole doomsday thing, which I find really hilarious. Um, and th- yeah, remember he's like a he's like a dirty like fucking like conspiracy hippie. Like this is what I imagine you were going to look like. God, please. Twenty years into working with NASA, like you know Iron Butterfly. Yeah. The ba- the original bass player that was him too. Apparently, yeah. he killed himself in a car accident, yeah. and he was intoxicated the whole time. Yeah. And his whole family was like, he never drank. No, that report is wrong. Like, something else happened to him. That's what I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the government hit list for, no, he was, he was talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Izzy just passed away in a heart attack in his sleep, but it's like, you're just in a barrel in the Marianas <laughs> Trench. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Are you a uh, conspiracy guy? Oh, Hugh. Give me one. Yeah. I, I don't know. It. I just. No, I, I believe it. I have one. I have one. I believe it. What? <laughs> next, next topic. What about I the, have, you, have you seen the one where it says like Justin Trudeau is secretly like Fidel Castro's son? Well, you know, that actually brings up an interesting topic. You know, since I'm Paul McCartney, I've actually met the real Justin Trudeau. No, you have. You sure I have. He was underneath the uh, Elvis's secret sandcastle underneath the Renando Beach. <laughs> Paul McCartney probably has met Justin Trudeau. Just oh, saying. the real. The yeah. real. Justin Trudeau. This, the truth is out there. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures, though? Like, the side no, by side? I have no idea Hold what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on. So, Justin Trudeau is like... Do the, you know who that is? Yeah, uh, uh, Canadian Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Justin, just type in Justin Trudeau, uh, fucking Fidel Castro's son. Let me see. There's one picture. Um, <laughs> I mean, even that one's pretty uncanny. <sighs> yeah, there... So there was a theory that his mom had an affair. That picture on the top is his mom, and that's baby Justin right there with <laughs> being held by Fidel Castro. Huh. Go go to that one right here on the bottom right. On the bottom right. Over this here. Ex- over here. This explains a lot about Canada. Oh. Uh, no. This one. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me they don't look similar. I man. mean, that is pretty. The nose. I don't know. I'm looking at the nose. I don't, I don't know. What do you say, mean? That's almost one of the most... Well, the ridge nose. line. Look at the ridge line. Fidel's got that nice flair. Trudeau's, Look, man. Trudeau's flat. Nose aside, saying, nose aside, better? you cannot deny that potentially... I see it look, in the cheekbones. They look very similar. Man, Trudeau's hot. He's, He's a good-looking good looking dude. Man, Fidel's hot. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I think I you guys are awakening. I didn't know that you were a fucking Ruski, is he? I mean... Okay, <laughs> my favorite color is red. And yellow. Oh, boy. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. I I mean, that's one of my favorite ones. Is it, it's but funny. It's, it's funny because like when you Google it, like all the articles are just like, no, Justin Trudeau is not Fidel Castro's <laughs> son. I'm like, that's exactly what you guys would say, <laughs> you know. Hmm. It, it it does it does beg the question though, how much of these are real? Because uh, have you have you watched uh, this place rules the Andrew Callahan uh, documentary on just, HBO? Just assume I've never seen anything. Okay, past, yeah. like twenty. <laughs> okay, two thousand five. So there's a documentary by this guy Andrew Callahan on on HBO called This Place Rules, and it's about the build up to the January sixth Capitol riots. All right, and um, he actually gets a interview with uh, Alex Jones, and so he like they like talk back and forth, and he brings up a really good point where he's like, when Alex Jones spends a lot of time telling you how the media is trying to censor him because of the things that he's saying. Uh-huh. And then it actually happens. You know, his, his show gets destroyed. He, he gets sued into oblivion. It almost begs the question, like, did you do this because this shit's real? 
You know what I mean? Like, are there is there really chemicals in the water turning the freaking frogs gay? You know what I mean? Like, the f- see, that's the myth. The frogs were already gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's that meme. It's just like, wait, the frogs were gay? They were the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> What do you so like when you're not working on music like and you're not working like what is like what is your leisure to you like if you have a day just open to do whatever you want I mean like what are you doing See I try to do what all great apes do I try and just laze around on the couch eat fruit and do nothing <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm one of you yeah. So why don't you try answering that for real this time. What moon base? <laughs> what? Okay, what's with, the, what's with the Spanish Inquisition all of a sudden? Right, yeah, yeah. There is no moon base. Okay, I, I'm a terrestrial, same as you guys. Mm-hmm. Came up from the earth, just like everyone else. Born in a pod, <laughs> born and raised. You know what I'm saying? Represent. You know? Are we in a simulation? Would you want to know? I would love to know. No. It it all just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's that's the one we get asked the most. Okay, Obama is one of ours. Trump is not. I don't. We don't know where he came from. <laughs> he came from straight up alien. Yeah. He came right out of left field. Bezos actually kind of a nice alien. Like okay, by Earth standards, maybe he's a little weird. I thought he was very cordial. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he almost got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, take him out. <laughs> yeah, we got him. Right now, 70, just, 73 right now, episodes so culminated just to take Izzy out. It's about time the Matrix just gets fucking shattered. I mean, way to be red pilled. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I'm all about that purple pill. Oh, shit. <laughs> get them both. Thinking outside the box. You get all those powers and then you forget it. Yeah. Superhero origin yeah. story. There you go. Yeah, right, for sure. <laughs> now, there was a long time that, like, just the narcissistic child brain that I had where I was just like, I'm almost convinced that I am the main character. Yeah. Like all of you guys aren't real. And like like you have one and you have one, but it's just like this is like the pod where it's just like a social experiment where it's just like how does Jacob form his life by being left to his own do- almost like the Truman show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about that all the time. Obviously, like I don't really believe it, but I'm always like, maybe. I've always liked the Stanley parable. That's how I kind of think about it. Where it's just like your life just has infinite like ways to go. Yeah. And then you kind of get in and see, you're the main character, yeah. but I'm going to come in and be that, that kooky neighbor. I'm going to be your Wilson. Yeah. And then I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. and it's like, bye, guys. I found another job on a better broadcasting network. See ya. Boom. And then a new plane of reality. Yeah, yeah totally. And totally. then the narrator's in the back going, and this is when Stanley realized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Christian. What is your life conspiracy? What do you, what, what, what do you think? Are we in real you life? Know, you know, my whole thing has always been like, up until like kind of recently, like I was always like as a child, like my, my my mom will tell you, dude, like I used to have these existential crises, like as young as like four years old, dude. Like I would just be like, what if God's not real? Like, what does everything mean? I don't believe in God. Um, but, Spoken like a true Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I used to have these things like these like fucking theories, like everyone else is fake and I'm the only real person. Like, you know, how he was saying like main character, but it's more like everyone else is just like an automaton. Right. I used to have nightmares about like going to visit my grandma. Right. And like having a great time with my grandma and everything like that. And then I had like I would have like this horrible like idea that as soon as I left, like the door closed, my grandma would just like <laughs> like just turn off. You know, what's a really good story. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I don't want to I don't want to get too uh, philosophical here, but that's, oh, the, please. that's the whole thing. The world doesn't exist outside of this room right now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly. Yeah, like everything else yeah. is rendering. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it, it feels like. That's an old Shakespearean concept. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's just so interesting to think about because it's like, well, we're not the first persons to think about it. Oh, man, this goes deep. No, what? Well, because if so many people think about it, I mean. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 like a, it's like a, what do you call it? Like the Schrodinger's cats kind of thing, right? Like it is or it isn't, but it's both until you confirm it, you know? 
I have like, I have microdosed so many times <laughs> to so many different physics lectures talking about quantum physics. Yeah. Honestly, it's just all made up. You want to know the secret of quantum physics as a as a as a mighty as a mighty physics major? You see, I'm I'm qualified to do this. I've done acid in a physics classroom. (laughs) I think I know know a little more than you do. Well, (laughs) you get to a point where it's like, well, we've run out of letters and numbers. We're going to just start making stuff up. We don't really know why this happens, so we're just going to make up the math. So it fits. It's like, well, if that's the case, why did I fucking do four years of this to learn this? You're just making this. You guys are making this up. That's kind of what I heard about, like, the the original idea of aviation, where it was just like, it kind of really was just like trial and error. We're just like, we're just going to see. Like, I found out, like, I I learned this, like, this cool story about how, like, um, they said it on that show Winning Time. But I've, I've, I've heard about it before. But it's just like, if you really told people how a plane works, they would never fly the plane. Because the whole physics of the plane is that the jets get it up, nice. but but once it's up, the intention is just, it just falls. Like, there really is no, like, rhyme or reason to it. It just kind of fucking falls. And the pilots don't really do much other than just minis- minuscule things. So the plane kind of flies itself. So when you think about it, you are 35,000 feet in the air in a fucking tube, relying that this that this thing is not just going to drop, but it's going to fall just perfectly. Yeah. And it's like, and it goes back to, like, this whole thing of just, like, you could think about the original, like what are the what are the brothers, the Wright brothers? Is that yeah, oh, the Wright yeah, brothers? Yeah, yeah, it's just like when they were just kind of in their fucking cabin, <laughs> and they were just like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Just like, it's just, fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just kind of science in a nutshell. Just like, let's see. That's the best innovations that a human can do. Yeah. It's just a th- see. That's why I like the human race so much because you guys are just like, is it gonna work? I don't fucking know. Yeah. yeah, let's try it. Let's see what's gonna happen. And then it's like, wow, those guys did it and they failed. Yeah, we got this though. We got this. Right. We know what we're doing. Right. You know, it's, it's all just, about coulda, not shoulda. It's this human <laughs> spirit. I admire. The, I like that about us. Yeah, <laughs> the indomitable human spirit. Yeah. No, it's just a nice thing to think about. What about uh, our aliens here? Which ones? Like that just that, that, that just live amongst us? Like, no, are you? A- we're all terrestrial, same as you. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all lived on land at one point. Like, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who had the opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> I went into the military. That's how I got up here. <laughs> that was my route. I can't wait for my mom to listen to this and she's like, what the fuck are you guys talking? Like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, Jesus Christ. I do believe that uh, Men in Black did it perfectly. You just have a bunch of aliens that just wear costumes and they're just fantastic. Yeah. I have both of them on VHS. I believe Jeff Bezos is a real human. I believe Zuckerberg is a fucking lizard person for sure. Good for him, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> lizard person, that's the way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are they like the top ones? Or obey, like... obey. I mean, on this planet, we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of like we're the Chiefs right now. We're they the won underdog. the battle, yeah. but we're gonna win the war. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always fun to ponder those things. I definitely <laughs> pretend like I'm some fucking blue pilled person, but when I'm alone, I definitely are down the rabbit hole for sure. Oh yeah, because it, it's fun. It, it, mm. You got to make life entertaining somehow. Like you know what else is fun? Mm. Astrology, but people still take that seriously. Yeah, it's it's nice to read a fantasy book. It's also another <laughs> thing to be like, you know, dragons were real. Yeah. <laughs> we have evidence. Dinosaurs. Oh boy, dragons. here we go. Joe Rogan time. Dude, here we go. <laughs> dude, this is be my. You're my favorite guest so far. Dude. You're so fucking interesting. <laughs> like, mm. Let me ask you something. Um, do you like get into like grim darkness? Like the like. You know, me and him are big 40K fans. Like, have you gotten into that? I shit? have just breached the 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 water into Magic the Gathering. Okay. I have, because of you, actually. Yeah. Because I was just like, man, there's all this 
just cool stuff out there that I never did because I thought Yu-Gi-Oh was the best. Okay. Yeah. And why would I do okay. anything else? Because I found the thing that I like. I found my trap cards, there which led me to a lot of other interesting discoveries in my life. <laughs> but I, I'm just trying to break break into that. And for 40K was always something that I tried to get into in high school, but uh-huh. I never had the money. And so what I would do is I would read the lore. And yeah. it was, it That's was, his whole thing. The yeah, lore was... Books right there. <laughs> I loved the lore. Like, you had all these different factions that were like, oh, any one of them at any moment could take over the entire yeah. universe, but... It can't because of just this one little like missing piece. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, the space marines? No, their technology is lost. If only they could get that back, type of thing. And it's like that is just excellent world. You you know what's crazy about that too? I mean, sorry, we're gonna okay. go into forty k. That's okay. The crazy thing about like the humans and like forty k is like they can make more technology. Like they have so much, and like they have a whole faction called the Adeptus Mechanicus, and it's uh, a cult on Mars who basically makes everything that the humans use. Yeah. Right. Um. The thing is, is that the emperor declared that it's heresy to cr- to invent. Oh, okay. So they have the wherewithal, the wherewithal, the knowledge, and everything to invent things. Um, they just don't because it's considered heresy, and you'll be executed. Uh-huh. And Which invited. I always found interesting because it does remind me of just like like the 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 Catholicism like movement of just you know what I mean. It's like so much science was essentially repressed because of just the the overwhelming yeah. wave of religion. Yeah, it's yeah. basically just a grand a grander version of that. Like you can't make anything else because it's you know wrong. Like and that's so see forty k and all that stuff always attracted me because of the lore because yeah. I was always one of those book nerds like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Every year I try and read Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. but I'm also not like a super u- uber nerd, and I try not to go into that because then everyone in any so you're not that guy that every time you watch Lord of the Rings and Sean Penn kicks the fucking helmet, you're not like, hey, did you know that uh, he broke his uh, he broke his he broke his, <laughs> he foot? Broke his toe when he kicked that? I yeah. didn't know that until I saw the meme, yeah. and now <laughs> it's just like, a, oh, there's the meme. I send, every time it comes it comes around, I send it to Christian because Christian's that fucking guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, and so it's just like I always imagine watching them, and he's just like. Ready to just pounce. But did you know in Django Unchained when Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> smears blood on that girl's face, it's his actual blood? His blood or her blood? His, his blood. blood. When he like slams when his he hand slams on the table. His hand on the table, he actually cuts his hand open on a cup. Yeah. And then when he like grabs her head and he's like, ah, like that's his hand blood. And, he's like, away with women. Yeah, dude. And then you'll see like in I think in like the following scene, he actually has like a modernized, like modern bandage on his hand. Because <laughs> yeah. he actually cut his shit open. Yeah. <laughs> so were you were you more like fantasy or sci-fi growing up? I liked fantasy. I read more fantasy, but sci-fi was always inaccessible to me because it was like a, I wanted to go into. See, this is where I put my. Well, that would never happen. It was really hard to put on your suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. because when you, I mean, you're not going to be an expert in fantasy, right? But you can be an expert in engineering. And so when you see some of these crazy concepts in sci-fi that they come up with, you're always kind of like, there's a good way of doing it and a bad way of doing it, and you can never blame them. The author, because odds are they don't have any sort of STEM background. And so Piers Anthony, I think, does it the best for me because he's he does his research enough to where I can say, you know what? Okay, I can I can put my own ego aside for a second and not nitpick and say, really? Wormholes? Again? You guys are <laughs> oh, a biological meminist. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound... If an artist can reinvent it, that's what's interesting. And, yeah. that, and that goes through anything. And going, for, I mean, going back to 40K. Yeah, 40K does that. <laughs> they do it with, so the, cool. with the warp. You know, they basically travel through space yeah. hell. That's what you, I was know, you know what's so crazy is I actually came to the conclusion recently that because Christian's always like trying to like feed me lore and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm just a big dum-dum. I don't read books. You know, I'm just a fucking... It took me an extra year to graduate high school, for God's sakes. Like, I don't, I, I don't do that book learning, right? Right. But 
But I think what I learned is that the reason why I don't do it is because it takes no effort to depress me. And so in a universe like Warhammer 40,000 where everything is depressing, where it's just like, you know, guardsmen are literally just eating fucking hardtack human remains and like... It's you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's so depressing. And he's telling me about these, like, books that he just discovered that are just talking about just the existence of just emptiness and dark sadness. And it's just like, ugh. Like have, you, have, just... you, have you read uh, the Zele Sinkwitz books? No, I haven't. Holy shit. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know. Me and Jacob were both in this Warhammer um, group, right? And there was, like, this meme about, like, oh, Warhammer's the most grim, dark thing like, you can read. And then there was like a meme, like where someone had their head was like this symbol that's in this these book series called the, the Zele sequence, which it's like, have you ever thought about like that whole thing where like you know what's humanity gonna look like in a thousand years, right? Yeah. And then it's like, what's humanity gonna look like in ten thousand years or in a the million year twenty five twenty five? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, like you know, like there's there's been lots of movies and cartoons that have like done it, where it's like, oh, we're just gonna be like little beings of light, right? That just exist in like a non carbon, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the Zele sequence does that really good, like to the point where it's like every book is like fucking. It could be thousands of years apart or millions of years apart in humanity's right. evolution. When did it come out? Who wrote it? I think the original book came out in ninety two. Uh, I can't remember the uh, the uh, the the writer. But, we should uh, also acknowledge that between like the seventies and nineties was definitely the golden age of just sci-fi because oh, sci-fi I, fantasy oh. yeah. was fucking crazy. <laughs> yep. Just fantasy alone. I mean, you even look at fucking Gary Gygax in the seventies just making D and D. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like holy shit. I mean, just like the fact that Forty Case like uh, accomplished what it does with how complicated it is is so asinine. Like even like you know, like and a lot of people like you said like Andy was one of those people. Who's like I would never play the game. But I read the books. Yeah, those books actually came from Andy, and he, he yeah, so <laughs> Shoot, no. yeah, yeah, so they're Andy's um, original, yeah, they're Andy's <laughs> original books, and uh, but it's like it's just so incredible because not only do you have these intense, it's all it's all make believe, and that's the thing is like the books are so crazy, but then it's like if you could just muster through having to roll fucking a hundred dice a turn and like calculate math and shit, like it's such a fucking genius idea for yeah. nerds. Like, can can you do me a favor real quick and like pull up the wiki for uh, the Zele sequence? I just, I just want you to read the first paragraph of like the description of the book. How do you, how do you okay. spell it? Uh, it's X. Uh, it's like melee with an with an X. Do you have them? I have one of them. Is it the first one? It's the first. It's the first one that came out. You can borrow it if you want. Yes. <laughs> All right, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I haven't finished it, but like, yeah, definitely borrow it if you want. Let's if see. you're into that stuff. Let's take a look. Go ahead, uh, read, just read the first. Yeah, paragraph. yeah. The Zele Sequence is a series of hard science fiction space opera novels, novellas, and short stories written by British science fiction author Stephen Baxter. The series spans billions of years of fictional history, uh, centering on humanity's future expansion into the universe, its intergalactic war with an enigmatic, 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 powerful. Yes. Go ahead, Christian. <laughs> Enigmatic and supremely powerful Kardashev type four alien civilization called the Zele, eldritch symbiotes composed of space-time defects, Bose, Einstein, condensates, and baryonic matter. The Zele's own cosmos-spanning war with the dark matter entities called Fotino birds. The series features many other species and civilizations that play a prominent role, including the Squeam, a species of group mind aquatics, the Cacs, I'm assuming. Uh, beings whose biology is based on the complex interactions of convection cells and the silver ghost colonies of symbiotic organisms encased in reflective skins. Several stories of the sequence also include or also deal with humans and posthumans living in extreme conditions, such as at the heart of a neutron star, flux in separate universe with a considerably stronger gravity, raft, which is one I have. Okay. 
and within a youth social hive societies. Hive societies, yeah, I read that. I read that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> hive societies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like gnarly, and apparently it's like a lot of it's like you know a little bit like Matrix, a little bit of like 40k, a little bit of fucking just I don't know. 91. All right, I'm sold. Yeah. Oh, sh- how many books are there? There's 13, I think. All right, well, I got my pl- nights planned out. I had actually yeah. just finished uh, rereading uh, Hitchhiker, so I was kind of like, eh, maybe I'll start something new. Yeah, Sweet. check it out. Hitchhiker, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, the, oh, the trilogy. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And we're back. And we are back with the Is Meister, the the one and only master of reality, the, <laughs> the Izzy King. Sharon! Sharon, you got the name wrong, Sharon. It's Ozzy Osbourne's master of reality, Sharon. <laughs> you know, I think it's time. I think we need to have a petition that it's time to just leave him alone. Yeah, he canceled his uh, last tours because of uh, his heart attack. Because right? he's fucking a thousand. Like, yeah. he, he should cancel everything. And the fact that his son still makes him do TV shows with him fucking bums me the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do, though? Shoot chickens in his backyard? Yeah, dude, he's fucking a thousand. Just let him fucking die. Yeah, it's time. It's fucking time. When he dies, I'm gonna take at least the work, the week off of work. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm going to. I already know when Paul McCartney dies, I'm going to his funeral. Now you're gonna go. You're gonna... They're gonna have to let me in. I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the double man. You know when they say Paul is dead, that was me. That was, that was me. me. You yeah. know. Yeah. I fled to America. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were, we were talking about before we went on break that you, uh, you wanted to talk about your, uh, degree because we were talking about the sci-fi stuff. That's right. So for my, uh, I just got into a program for my PhD over at ASU and I just left it actually. Cause I was like, man, I remember why I left school in the first place. It is crazy cutthroat. You don't think yeah. about it like academia being that cutthroat. Um, but I don't know how I swung this. When I applied, they asked you, hey, so what's your thesis going to be in? It's like, I want to write a space opera. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you can't, obviously, you can't come in there, but I wanted it to be a a five-dimensional spectral analysis of music because musical techniques and all that stuff haven't evolved since, like, the 60s. So it was an electrical engineering degree, so I wanted to go in and say, well, here's what I would change about basic microphones. You think about a speaker. Speakers are almost always made out of cardboard. So there's tons of room for improvement. They're not very efficient. And so I won't go into everything, but the way I swung it was, well, if I want to develop all these innovations, I'm going to have to have a platform to develop it. So let me make a space opera that incorporates all these new things, right? Yeah. Nice. And a lot of it was stuff that we were reading from the... from the 40K stuff. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's that's it. That's what I want to do. And... It's interesting because we were talking about a lot of doom and gloom because that's what you see in sci-fi now. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of, nope, humanity's done, yeah. we're fucked, and then we're going to go out and we're going to fuck the rest of the universe, right? Yep. I don't think that's true. I want to make something that's like, no, things could actually be okay. If we get invaded by a group of lizards who infect us with disco spores and make us all go back to the disco age, mm-hmm. I think it could end out pretty good. Yeah. And that's the space opera. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, we kind of uh, that that side project we had, we definitely um, kind of delved into that a little bit with uh, with Sirens of the Shifting Sand. Yes, we did. That was definitely a love child of. Uh, Want to jam out to it for a second? Yes, I do. Let's check it out. <laughs> so this is uh, this is me, uh, Izzy, and old drummer Tyler and uh, Andy on bass, yep. and we showed uh, we showed. Um, Izzy, this this project, and this is kind of like your love child to uh, yep. very 
I love this song, dude. We actually, there's one missing song on this album. Yeah. The uh, and I want to use it for the uh, space opera coming up. Yeah. So this is the intro to it. Doesn't yeah. this just make you think of like you're on a distant world, a distant desert world? Just makes you want to drift away. Yeah. Damn, Damn, we're good. Damn, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Very. It also does definitely sound like we recorded this in a garage. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah. Everything is bone dry. It's how Sabbath would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my basic improv guitar right there. It's the same. We'll 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 let it ride for a little bit, and we'll you know not the whole thing. It is a six minute song, but I gotta fucking say like. Uh, Six minute jam. Yeah, six, yeah, so it my is, bad. Yeah. It is a six minute experience. Yeah. But this one was really fun. This this was probably the culmination of everyone's interest, especially like us tool boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> the tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right here. When it, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was really fun to record. And then harmonize. One take. One take. We did it. One take. Yeah. One take. Very impressive. Yeah. I mean, we did it in traditional Sabbath style, right? Yeah. And what was the name of the band? Since we couldn't, we couldn't decide on anything. Uh, what was it? Time Machine. Time Machine. Time Machine. I thought that was a trick question. Yes. Nope. It's a Time Machine EP. Uh, you could check out our super EP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Time Machine on Spotify. It's time spelled the normal way. And uh, Machine is M-A-S-H-E-E-N, which still to this day drives me fucking crazy. Brought to you by Toadwort Records. Music brewed with taboo tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we might we might need to hire you just as our jingle guy once we get some sponsors. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. I, I don't know if I could say that. Am I going to get in trouble? Manscaped? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're already at our door. All right. <laughs> Blue Chew. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> yeah, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the space opera was something that we talked about a lot, and I knew that was going to kind of be like your magnum opus because that was something that we definitely vibed on in the same music, and uh, we were kind of there. And I, and I know that if you do move, it's like there's still projects to be had and you know stuff like that. I've, uh, I've flown out to places before. For the very first uh, demo I ever recorded, I had this guitarist up in New York, and I was like, no, there's no one else who can record this. He's not coming out here to San Diego. Well, guess I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Better get what I can get, my little, little whatever I can carry, and just record him there. Right. Yeah, there's always Will. Did you have a favorite place that you lived? Memphis. Why is that? You know, Memphis is it's easy to live. It's a trap city. It's just cheap to live there. I mean, I bought a, a four-bedroom house for 80000 Shit. Yeah, right? I mean, the, the bugs there are miserable. So we were. I was in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, in a little town called Horn Lake, right on the Mississippi River. You guys want to hear my racist story? 100%. This is yes. one of my... <laughs> so badly. I love the South, but the people are so... What's a nice way of saying... They're dynamic. They're very dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a story that sums up my entire experience in Memphis. So I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and I was riding my motorcycle every day. And I was like a 10-minute drive away from work. There were basically no, no roads. It was all like dirt at one point. Mm -hmm. And every day I would pass by this bar. And this bar specifically had Guinness on tap. It was the only bar I could find in like a 20-mile radius. I was calling places and saying, do you guys have Guinness on tap? <laughs> The fuck is Guinness? Get, we have Ying Ling. What are you talking about? 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And they had this, so I would always go there. And one day, I pulled up, and there were other bikes in the row, and I didn't think anything of it, you know? And I parked my bike right next to theirs. I walk in. This place had a pool table, and it wasn't one of those coin-operated ones. It was one of the ones where you buy a drink, mm -hmm. they and it's like, oh, you want to use the table? Here are your bowls. Loved it. <laughs> table was occupied. Some guy at the bar, I was like, okay, I'll wait my turn, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy comes up. He's like sitting next to me. That's your bike out there. Big guy, too. Yeah. Like big, burly, like redneck lumberjack guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. What year is it? What kind of pipes he got on it? I see it's got some aftermarket, this stuff. What <laughs> kind of wheels does it have on it? Do you have this? And it's like, he just starts grilling me about this bike, right? Yeah. And I'm answering as best I could. And he's like, so, uh, you want to play pool, huh? You want to play with us? I was like, yeah, sure. And they're decked out in their vests, so they have the patches. Do you guys know what one percenters are? Uh, I know it's like a biker gang thing. Yeah. So the one percent is like there was this thing back in the uh, was it the seventies or the eighties? I can't remember. But there was a uh, a guy who came up and said ninety nine percent of bikers are law abiding citizens, and so the outlaw bikers take the one percent as meaning uh, they're outside. Hell yeah, dude! So, and, they, and I didn't know this at the time, but the bartender explained it to me later. And she was also like, oh, they come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if, <laughs> if you don't want them to hassle, she was the <laughs> nicest. It was like, thanks for looking out. Like, if you don't want to get hassled, don't don't come on those days. It was right. Like, well, thanks, right? But they wanted to recruit me because I had out-of-state plates. I still had Arizona plates at this time. Uh -huh. So I could get across borders a lot easier, easier right? Mm -hmm. So I'm playing pool with them. It's where I learned to play cowboy. They smash me. I'm sitting... Uh, they're done. I'm sitting at the bar. This old guy, this super old guy, didn't say a word to me all night, leans over to me. <laughs> you got some Asian in you, don't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just like that. It's like, yeah, man, I don't want to have this conversation <laughs> with you. I can tell because of your cheekbones and your earlobes and your nose looks like this. You also got some Anglo-Saxon in you because of your chin. <laughs> it's like, dude, eugenics is like a science out here, right? <laughs> They're so racist, they've pinpointed actual just... Literally, it's a literal study. And I got the feeling the whole time, I was like, well, I don't... We don't want mixed races in our gang, but I guess it's okay. And I was like, dude, God. I, I never went back on Tuesdays and Thursdays again. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm getting into this. As soon as they say, I guess it's okay, the next day you're fucking dead, bro. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think this is for me, you know? You did not tell me that, you, that there was that picture of us that existed... <laughs> That's a fucking sick picture right there, dude. I love that picture so much. You got to give me a copy of that. That's uh Sam. Yeah, that's 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 uh that's Tyler's lady. She sent a link to me and Tyler. I don't know if I ever sent it to you guys. Yeah, I mean, if you have pictures of this, dude, this picture alone d makes me want to just call them and be like, "No, nah, we're we're playing music again." God, I wish. I <laughs> It was so cool. But I will say, we had two front men, because you could tell who puts in the most effort in this picture. Easily the guy <laughs> on the far left, man. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. No, that was Andy's signature move. Just, you know who, he, you know, his his stage moves remind me of uh, Aaron a lot. Uh, <laughs> just when we were in the yeah. reflection list, it's my, my, old, uh, my old guitarist, and he was just fucking... Stiff as a board. Stiff as a board, like, like a fucking Beatles player. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> fucking just sit there. He's owned. Yeah, He's and owned. even to this day, I'm 100 pounds heavier than all of you fucks combined, and I'm over there just fucking doing windmills and fucking... <laughs> and I'll never forget. So speaking of that, I remember when we were trying out for Mayhem Fest Albuquerque. It was a show at Club Red. No, not Club Red. It was a bar that doesn't exist anymore um, around there. And, it, you know, you're supposed to bring your A game because you were going to try out to be at Mayhem Fest. Of course, at like the fucking smallest stage. They're not going to fucking pay you. But it was cool, you know. Yeah. And all of the except for our singer, Tim, both guitarists were just kind of like just 
you know, down. I remember I did the cringiest shit of all time. I remember I got on the floor that time. I did like the fucking on my knees and just fucking, you know, <laughs> and like, the, and they made me feel like shit because the whole time they're like, oh, dude, what the fuck was that? You know, stuff like that. But after your set, after your set, the promoter wanted to talk to you and give you kind of notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Every single person who was like drums, like that was cool. But you should try this singer, you know, don't, you know, don't be too much. This the guitarist needs some movement. That was pretty sick moves, man, on the bass. And I'll never forget. I was just like, just leaned over and I was, oh. Remember the show we played? Yeah. Yeah, I threw my shirt off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Making, oh, out yeah. With the, making out with the oh, mic. Oh, yeah, dude. No, you, you got to do stuff like you gotta that. You got to do the, the, the Diamond Dave, dude. You got to fucking get, make love to that mic stand. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. It's all about the performance. That's and why I keep saying, man, if, if, if I wasn't, if I wasn't, you know, 280, I'd say I'd be done for everybody, dude. My stage moves would be fucking incredible. <laughs> Move to L.A. I can't, man. He's coming with me. I can't. <laughs> hey, Christian, you want to come? Yeah. Hey, yeah, he's love to. There you go. <laughs> wow, you did. You were so dynamic in this episode that Christian's like, I will follow Izzy into battle. Break court orders, bust my kid out of his mom's house. Yeah, easy. When I was in elementary school, I had, it was some ceremony, and you got to pick your teacher, and you're like, hey, so will you do a speech for me? They were like, I want to say like eight kids that chose this one teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them were like girls and like good. It's like, wow, this student is so nice. I love it. She always brings energy to the class. Like nice long eulogies for everyone else, right? right? I would follow Charles Fortune into a volcano. That was all he said. <laughs> I had video of it. And that was it. That was the end of the speech. That one line. And then I was like, cool. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yep. Well, I guess we're moving to California, you guys. Yeah, he said it. He said it. Video yeah. evidence, verbal contract, witness. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I could never, dude. It is. There's nothing there for me anymore, bro. Yeah, you used to live there, right? So yeah. you know all the happening spots. I, I know all the happening shitty comic spots that I bombed at at midnight. I'll tell you what. When me and Christian make it big, oh all right, you can be our opening act. All right, cool. <laughs> you might have to use some of your NASA powers to like give me a witness protection or something to like move me over there. What do you know? And my son. <laughs> NASA, NASA? I don't have any power. What do you know? Um, well, <laughs> when did we talk about NASA? NASA? Yeah. What moon base? <laughs> so other than the job, what's the plan for uh, Toad Wart? Plan... Has never changed, mm-hmm. Mr. Santoro. Mm-hmm. It's the space opera. Yeah, <laughs> It's always been. I mean, even Desert Rats, the reason we made Desert Rats in the first place, mm-hmm. Poppy Roscoe, Sea Fortune and Desert Rats, now available to stream <laughs> on Spotify, YouTube Music, and what were the other ones? Apple, wherever music is now found. But the whole <laughs> point of making that was, so when I first came up with this idea for a space opera, I didn't have a band. I didn't know how to animate. I was just kind of like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do with this. And Desert Rats was kind of proof that, hey, can we actually even do this? Like, and because, of course, you know, maybe we can do the music. There's no way in hell we can do the animation at this point. And yeah. so the whole point of Desert Rats was to cut our teeth and say, hey, let's make something just to prove that we can do it. Because if this was a dead end and I, we couldn't do this, I mean, that would be it. You yeah. know? And now that it's, well, I mean, because that, that's how you take your, your progress. It's mm-hmm. one little step at a time. It's not, I'm going to go for it. It's, well, shoot. Got to climb one ladder ring and then another ladder ring and then, shoot, I mean, I'm almost 30. I, if I'm not going to L.A. now, I'm never going to L.A. Yeah, we're all about, you're 28? 29. 29. 30 this year, baby. 30, 30. Mm-hmm. Going to Vegas this time. Cool. What are you going to do in Vegas? I don't know. Maybe drop acid. That's what I usually <laughs> do when I go there. <laughs> I didn't have fun when I did it. I finally, I finally committed to the fear and loathing thing, and I just went to Omega Mart and... 
that was cool. And then, you know, my friend was just like, well, what, what else? I was like, what else do you want to do? And my friend just being the fucking hipster he is, he's just like, dude, let's, uh, let's go to Circus Circus. Yeah. And I was like, like the movie? He's like, yeah. And it was just the most bummer experience in my life because Circus Circus is just a land before time. Like, just smells like your grandma's house and just stale cigarettes and broken dreams. And <laughs> I went with one of my best friends for his Dirty 30. Mm-hmm. And his family does it up we saw like uh, america's got talent and there was the beatles cirque du soleil show i want to go see that and i was like i had some old acid that was like probably five years old at this point it was gummies and i hate gummies mm. i was like ah we'll just take one see how it goes dude it blew me out of the water <laughs> the whole time so you know circus circus how it's a nice like calm it's a performance that you watch yeah apparently the whole time i was yelling and singing along <laughs> to the songs <laughs> And Mike, who was next to me, was like, you don't do that at a circus, circus concert. And I was like, I'm seeing my... F-, and I'm tripping balls. And I'm like, I'm seeing my favorite band in concert. You bet your ass I'm going to sing along. I would, I would, I'm never going to see it happen. But I, to this day, just I tell Christian all the time, it's just I would love to see Christian on acid so bad. It would make me so happy. And I know that he'll... And, I, and, and it's never going to happen because I have faith that, you know, because everyone's like, oh, I'll freak out. I know he'll freak out. And that's like the thing I don't want to put him through. That's fair, yeah. And it's like, because he has such an overactive imagination that it's just like, I can't imagine him. It's it's one of two things. It's either going to be, he's going to be like, I love this so much. I'm going to do this always. Or he <laughs> might jump out the window. Like there's no middleman. It's a literal coin toss. All right, let's say this right now. Million dollars in your bank. The rest of your future is secured. Would you do it then? The rest of my future secured? Yeah. Yeah. There you I go. Do it. It, that's the thing. It's like, it's not going to take much to get me to do it. I just am scared to do it. It's <laughs> a state of mind. No, you got to be, you got to be well rested. You got to be at a good point in your life. Have gotta, some good friends. Got to have good friends and good music. Yeah. If you don't have any of that. Oh my God. Okay. I was in the South one time and I was, there was this girl there who I think I might like white girls now. She, <laughs> she flipped me. Oh, she was a firecracker. Ugh. <laughs> What was I talking about? <laughs> but we were at a party one time, and it was like 8 o'clock at night, and I'm like, okay, I got work tomorrow. Like, I guess I'm going to head out. Some guy comes in and it's like, yo, let's do acid. And I'm like, brother, I'm not about to trip for seven hours. I, I'm, my coffee's out. I'm going home. <laughs> Everyone there had a terrible time. And, of course, they had a terrible time. No. Yeah. Because it's just not the right mood, you know? No. So... Oh, I got drug stories for days. You yeah. mentioned, like, you need to have, like, what was it? Um... Good mindset, well rested. Yeah, I'm never those two things. <laughs> exactly, but if all of a sudden you didn't have to work, maybe you didn't have to worry about stuff. Maybe if all my like bills and shit were paid, and like I didn't have, you know, just general stress, maybe. Yeah. But I know that I personally am always like, I hate everything. <laughs> yeah, fair. Well, so. yeah, I, I, I still think I'm a big proponent of psychedelics. I think everyone should try it, but I also think no, if you know yourself, if you don't. If you're not in a good that's, place, that's that's yeah. my main thing. I, I just know? I just feel like no matter what, I'm gonna go to a dark place. You know, I go to a dark place sober. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I just like I'm like I don't think it's for me. Like I've had lots of friends like you're an artist. Like it would probably really make you like make some really interesting art and blah blah blah. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that for me, man. When I do art, it's like a job almost. Right. You know? I can't I can't work stoned. If I'm drunk, if I'm stoned, if I'm on anything, I don't feel like I can work. My, my motto has always been, no, you record and make sober, and then you listen back high. Because sure. then it's like, well, if it sounds good high, well, that's my audience, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I mean, with all the stories that you fucking have, man, I know we're kind of creeping towards the end here. I mean, even though you're going to be leaving us soon, you got to come back. Hey, I need cool. a re- yeah, I need a reunion tour for sure. Oh, you know it. So uh, I know that you're not a huge advocate of the social media, but just to wrap things up, other you know, if you have anything to plug other than uh, 
your most recent. You got a sh- you got a short film out right now. We do, and that short film we didn't talk about it a lot, but that's fine. We just got Instagram, which may- maybe we'll get a Snapchat next. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get the the Instagram thing. Yeah. I-, I still don't get. Jake's the one handling all that. But we have Instagram and YouTube. We're starting small because Poppy Roscoe has never been a band that plays live. Mm-hmm. We just it's always been a studio band, yeah. and now that we've made this, we fu- I feel like we've gotten to a point where it's like, man. Maybe we actually have something that people would actually want to listen to. Yeah. And it's a it's a really cool feeling to know that you've made all this. So Poppy Roscoe, Instagram and YouTube. Please watch our film on YouTube. Poppy Roscoe in Sea Fortune in the Desert Rats. It's really cool, I promise. I'm really proud of it. That's great, man. Yeah, it sounds phenomenal. Uh, go ahead and check them out, Poppy Roscoe, uh, on Instagram and on YouTube. We'll post the links on the video description. Um also for us, you know, patreon.com slash basement dollar productions. If you want to. Holy oh, shit. Oh, we forgot the thing. Oh, go, we forgot the go. thing. Oh, yeah. I know. We got to go. stop. We got to stop. We got to take it. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Don't stop. Well, we'll, well no, have I gotta, it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, uh, Jacob's, Jacob's going to go get the dick picture. Yeah, you guys are fucking. <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh, my God. The oh. car's that way? Yeah. I got to fucking. It's so much easier to go this way. Make Maybe. sure to knock down the cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, all right. You guys keep, you guys keep talking. Um, Moon uh, River. <laughs> okay, so now that the dork is out of the room, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad that you're interested in that book. I'm, like, kind of stuck on it. Like, yeah. No, no, hey. Yeah, they had it. <laughs> <laughs> they had it. Dude, I'm so excited for this. I had. I feel like I haven't been reading a lot recently just because, I don't know. You go through. I, I totally feel it, man. Most of my 40K books I, I listen to on audio book, like Audible. <laughs> I can't listen to audiobooks anymore. No? Why not? All right, I'm going to tell you another story. All right, we got time. All right, audience at home. Some of your friend, some of my friends are going to remember this. It was one time I was living in San Diego, and I was visiting my friends up in L.A. I had this beautiful Volkswagen Bug. I loved this. Hell yeah. Thing. It was a red Volkswagen Bug. Oh, her name was Catherine. She was red. <laughs> she had a green uh, spoiler, so she was a big strawberry. Hell yeah. And I was listening to an audiobook, and I was really into it. And I realize, maybe like 20 minutes later, oh, sh- I'm at the Mexican border. I went the wrong way. <laughs> I didn't go north. I went south, and I just wasn't paying attention. Nice. And so I crossed the border, and the woman at the uh, gate, I'm like, I don't have my passport. I don't have anything. I'm not prepared. to. Ju- I tried getting over. No one would let me over. I was going to Mexico. <laughs> and, the, and I was like, I can fix this. Like, there's got to be a quick turnaround somewhere. I talked to the woman. She doesn't speak English. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Fuck. I'm in the middle of Tijuana in a Volkswagen Red Beetle <laughs> with my John Lennon sunglasses blasting classic rock. And I know the rules. You don't go to Tijuana alone, and you don't. Go in a guy. I had a giant target on my back, so I'm driving down. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I am, and this guy in this black pimped out Mustang mm-hmm. runs me off the side of the road. He like, uh, so I'm driving one. I'm driving one way, and he hits me off of the road. Right? Oh shit! And he comes out and he's screaming. He's like, "You just damaged my car. Give me." I think it was like 700 pesos, and I'm like, "Dude, I have an iPod. I have an iPod right now. I got no cash." And so. I like try and like drive away. Mm-hmm. He literally takes my keys and rips them out. He breaks the ignition. Is like I'm taking these until like you get me my money, and I'm like oh. And we're talking, and a cop shows up, and it's like oh shit, this is gonna go one of two ways. Like I know I know cops in Tijuana. Yeah. Like either yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna owe him money now too, <laughs> and so he like he t- he's talking to the guy. I'm he's like stay in your car, stay in your car. He comes over to me. And he's like okay, pay the guy however many pesos. And I was like okay, but like I can't. 
Like where is like there's an ATM right down the street. Go there. American cards work on it. Just get it. Come back. Everything will be fine. I'm like, what am I going to do with my keys? So I get, he's like, I'll take your keys. And I'm like, oh, what else am I going to do? Right. God. I walk down to the grocery store. I have to get out 700 pesos. And of course, it's thousand peso limit. So I give the guy his 700 pesos. I get my keys back. I'm driving back. And I, and I, so I talk to the police officer. I'm like, please, I'm just trying to get home. How do I get home? Right. And the officer is like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go straight down this way. Go through the red lights. Don't stop. Don't talk to anyone. Lock your, de- lock your car or lock your uh, car door. Take a left and it's going to guide you back onto the, onto the uh, uh, entrance into America. I was like, thank you. I'm leaving. Bye. So I get to the thing and I, I guess I go in the wrong lane. I go in the diplomat lane. And these, and these Americans in, like, really nice suits with border guards come up to me. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of here. I'm like, please. I'm just trying to get home. Holy shit. And he sees me. And, of course, I'm in a red bug. This <laughs> like, is nightmare fuel for Christian <laughs> yeah. right now. And, and he's looking at me. He's like, fuck, I'm not supposed to do this. Go ahead. So he moves some cones out of the way, and I, like, inch into the thing. And I'm like, I don't have my passport. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to get into. And this is the first time I had never. Because whenever I travel, I'm like, got my passport, got my keys. I got my little bagel <laughs> for my snack. I'm, I'm ready to go, guys. I got my fanny pack. All, I, have my, I have my spending money, you know. And now I'm just like, <laughs> what am I going to do? I get up to the thing. Really nice American woman. I just hand her my ID. And she's like, okay, you're free to go. And I was God. like, well, what, what the fuck? And so. This is like an hour. So uh, my, fo- my phone didn't have any uh, reception yeah. in Mexico. And so my phone blows up and they're like, dude, where are you? You're supposed to be here like two hours ago. I almost died. <laughs> and I send them a where am I? I send them one of the pins and they're like, what the fuck are you doing down in Mexico? <laughs> and to this day, they're now going to know the real story. It was always, oh, I was just down in Mexico. I had to take a quick stop. You know? <laughs> Bro, Sucks. I've had nightmares like that. Dude, no, it's real. No, it's real. <laughs> That's terrifying. It yep. gave me so much anxiety. I'm excited. I'm very excited right now. So before I hastily forgot, uh, we do have a Patreon. It is uh, basement or basement. It's patreon.com slash basement dweller productions. Uh, Izzy is actually our first ever basement bay, our fifteen dollar uh, tier a month. Which, by the way, let me say thank you very much. Got to support for, the for, for yes for the. Uh, uh, this is brought to you uh, by viewers like you. Thank you, PBS style. And with me here is number one of 100 prints, and you deserve to have it given to you personally. So for being our first Basement Base subscriber, okay, not only have you been on the show, but Christian and I would like to deliver this to you personally. Have you seen the art yet? No, I just kind of saw a glimpse, and okay. my heart lit. So for people who don't remember, uh, our first 100 uh, Fifteen dollar tier subs will receive a custom, hand drawn, uh, beautiful dick drawing uh, from Christian over here, who has is an amazing artist, especially with penises. And I want <laughs> to give this to you right now, and I want you to to, to look at it right here. <laughs> Don't you know I like tattoos? <laughs> Go ahead and show. We'll we'll show the camera, and I'll have to do some blurring after. But that is a gorgeous, oh, yeah. that is a gorgeous uh, penis. Yeah. Uh, covered in tattoos, uh, something that represents Christian and I because we're both tatted up, and uh, we love the traditional work. And yes, that's there's the thumbnail right there. That, that's it. I love that. You have to blur it out. <laughs> Do you love it? Listen, I want to thank the kids because without them, I couldn't get this. Just remember, kids, if you pay fifteen dollars a month, you too can get on the show. <laughs> 
So we wanted really we cool. wanted to give that to you personally to say that we love you, man, and we appreciate that you are under the assumption that homies help homies, and enjoy that. Hopefully, uh, if Christian and I go postal one day, you have an original art piece from him and my autograph on it. So uh, <laughs> this one is yours. Yeah, that's mine. Wow. Yeah. Why is it drawn in crayon? Uh, so I had to impromptu. Oh my God. Give a... <laughs> fucking ruined my art. No, I did. It's a sharpie. It was just a super dry sharpie. I had to do something. At least the frame is fine. At least I didn't let it bleed into the frame. Fuck you guys. Okay. I had to be a part of it somehow. Thank and you. I also did the thing that you didn't do, which was scribble one of a hundred. Because that, right. that's important. But Izzy, thank you so very much for coming on. Um, very blessed to have you. You killed this episode. Definitely okay. going to go down as one of our favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we love you guys so very much. Uh, thank you for supporting us and everything you do. Christian, we love you too. Thank you for being a I part love of me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also here. Yes. <laughs> Thanks again. This was fun. Of course, man. This and we'd cool. love to have you back on. Anytime. Everyone, take care. Have a safe night. Uh, go. Uh, congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. Won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. If you like what you heard, type it to their Instagram and Twitter. The information is right below with their email. It's time you've been the bullet and started caring about something with all your heart and energy. Be sure to log into the channel by subscribing and check out the previous episodes. But until then, we'll see you next week with a new one. We out for now. We out for now.